Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. And now, Geico's saving stories. Russell Burton closed his laptop, having just switched his car insurance to Geico. He didn't think much of it until... Savings were everywhere. My pockets, uh, wallet bank accounts. It was like the savings were following me. Following, indeed. All because of an innocent 15 minutes on Geico.com. I feel like I'm never alone. Geico. Spend 15 minutes and 15% or more in savings could be following you. K-I-R-P Radio! Good evening, you're listening to the K-I-R-P Radio Show. S stands for Keeping It Real with Pudgy Miller. I'm your guest host, Rocco P. I normally do a show on the last Friday of each month. I skipped last week, uh, largely due to the fact I thought there would be slightly more to discuss tonight after the selection Post-election 2020, let the chaos continue. The USA and the world wait to see who was selected, Donald J. Trump or a man with dementia. Apart from the engineered chaos designed to foment more division and distraction, what are we to expect over the next 6 to 12 months? What is the significance of creepy Joe Biden, among others, mentioning a dark winter, dark winter, can we learn what may be planned by considering the details of Event 201 and other pandemic drills? Call 619-638-8559. I will get you on the air. 619-638-8559. I'm going to start out with a, a clip from Joe Biden last debate with Donald Trump. 
Vice President Biden, your reaction and just 40 percent of Americans say they would definitely agree to take a coronavirus vaccine if it was approved by the government. What steps would you take to give Americans confidence in a vaccine if it were approved? Make sure it's totally transparent. Have the scientists of the world see it, know it, look at it, go through all the processes. And by the way, He's, this is the same fellow who told you this is going to end by Easter last time. This is the same fellow who told you that, don't worry, we're going to end this by the summer. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. Notice creepy Joe Biden said dark winter twice. Could there be any significance to that? In spite of the fact that he does have dementia, could he be speaking in code? Back in June, on June 23rd, June 22nd to 23rd, 2001, again, June 22nd to 23rd, 2001, there was an exercise called Dark Winter. It's Dark Winter. Uh, The Center for Strategic and International Studies, the Johns Hopkins Center for Civilian Biodefense Studies, the ANSWER, A-N-S-E-R, Institute for Homeland Security, and the Oklahoma City National Memorial Institute for the Prevention of Terrorism hosted a senior-level war game. Notice that was a senior-level war game examining the national security, intergovernmental, and information challenges of a biological attack on the American homeland. That, with tensions, this is from the this is from Dark Winter. Uh, that that uh, senior level war game uh, held a few months before 9/11, with tensions rising in the Taiwan Straits and a major crisis developing in Southwest Asia, a smallpox outbreak was confirmed by the CDC in Oklahoma City. During the 13 days of the game, the disease spread to 25 states and 15 other countries. 14 participants and 60 observers witnessed terrorism or warfare in slow motion. Discussions, debates, and decisions focused on the public health response, lack of an adequate supply of smallpox vaccine, roles and missions of federal and state governments, civil liberties associated with quarantine and isolation, the role of the Department of Defense, and potential military responses to the anonymous attack. Additionally, a predictable 24-7 news cycle quickly developed that focused the nation and the world on the attack and response. Five representatives from the National Press Corps participated in the game and conducted a lengthy press conference with the president. The president, incidentally, was played by then-senator or former senator Sam Nunn. Uh, You had other notables there. National Security Advisor was played by David Gergen. Yes, that's the David Gergen that's worked for both Republican and Democrat presidents. That's the David Gergen has also been to Bohemian Grove. And there are certain there are a number of other uh prominent people. Dark Winter uh did uh, precisely included uh fake news bits, fake news pieces. That was the same thing that we saw during uh during uh, event 201. I'm going to play three of these fake news pieces, again, from this dark winter drill, again, from 2001, a few month, held a few months before 9-11. 
On day six of the smallpox epidemic, the White House confirmed that federal government officials and military personnel are being vaccinated. 300 people have died. At least 2,000 are infected with smallpox. Smallpox symptoms are being seen in 15 states, also in Canada, Mexico, and England. The U.S. smallpox vaccine supply continues to shrink as officials try to stretch limited stocks to cover the entire nation. An official announcement regarding the remaining vaccine inventory is expected later today. Struggles to get vaccinated led to violence in some cities. Profound economic losses are crippling the nation. In Oklahoma alone, economic experts project severe losses in the state's multi-billion dollar agricultural commodities market. Still, no group claims responsibility for unleashing the deadly smallpox virus. But NCN has learned that Iraq may have provided the technology behind the attack to terrorist groups based in Afghanistan. We have a breaking story from Oklahoma. We go straight to Andy Fields of Oklahoma City's KMSA. Andy, are you there? Angie, Texas Governor Rick Parsons has now suspended all surface and air contact between Texas and Oklahoma. He has ordered his state troopers and the National Guard to seal the borders. Now, we're about a mile away from the Texas border here, just near Interstate 35 and the Red River Bridge that connects the two states. The troopers here have taken the media to what they call a so-called safe spot. But as we told you earlier today, Oklahomans by the car load have been seen leaving the state in every direction trying to escape this deadly smallpox outbreak. Now, we have reports of vigilantes at the Texas border trying to stop people from coming over. I don't know if you just heard that. That, that was a shot fired. We've heard, there's another one. Now, we're not sure where these shots are coming from. We're a little too far away from the border to hear this here, but, but there have been shots. This is the second time in the hour we've heard this. The National Guard and the Oklahoma State Troopers are here with us. We're not certain who's doing the firing or if what we're hearing is return firing. There's another shot. It's starting to sound like a war zone. I'm Andy Field reporting. No other country in the world is accepting flights originating in or transiting the U.S. On day 12 of the worst public health crisis in America's history, demonstrations for more vaccine in hard-hit communities disintegrated into riots and looting around the nation. Interstate commerce has stopped in several regions of the nation. A national suspension of trading on America's stock exchanges takes effect tomorrow. International commerce with the U.S. has virtually ceased. The Centers for Disease Control reports that efforts to stem the smallpox epidemic have depleted America's inventory of smallpox vaccine. While the CDC may be out of the vaccine, at least 45 Internet websites are now offering what they claim are safe, effective vaccines. These claims have not, we repeat, they have not been independently verified. Authorities urge caution. At least 25 states and 10 foreign countries are reporting smallpox infections. At the United Nations temporarily meeting in Geneva, China has sponsored a resolution to censure the U.S., blaming America for reintroducing smallpox to the world. It demands the U.S. supply the world with vaccine. Since the diagnosis of 20 smallpox cases in Oklahoma City 12 days ago, hundreds have now died, thousands have become infected. The latest figures show more than 15,000 new cases in the past week. 
Officials now question whether a single attack could be responsible for this outbreak pattern developing in the U.S. But they project that each two to three week period will see a minimum tenfold increase in new cases. No other country in the world. If you want to see those videos, you can find them on YouTube, believe it or not. Search for Dark Winter or search for Media Monarchy, and then you could find it under Playlist under Dark Winter. They are there, Media Monarchy's Media, Media Monarchy's channel on YouTube. If you wanted to reference the website I mentioned, uh, again, you could search for Dark Winter, and that's at the centerforhealthsecurity.org, centerforhealthsecurity.org. Very interesting that Dark Winter then held a few weeks, a few months rather, before 9-11, sponsored that uh, that drill, what they actually call it again. It was a uh, senior-level war game. That senior-level war game was sponsored in part by the John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Who also, incidentally, were one of the sponsors of Event 201, which uh, essentially predicted uh, the coronavirus outbreak. He even talked about a novel coronavirus outbreak. The organizers of Event 201 about that, saying this was obviously it was a sham, it was a predictive program. They knew it was happening a few months prior. I believe Event 201 occurred in January. Uh, the official response of Event 201 was oh, no, 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 that. We weren't talking about uh, the the novel coronavirus. You see, we simulated we simulated a pandemic with a different novel coronavirus. That uh, that state have you believe? So, what do we make? What do we make of this? That creepy Joe Biden had mentioned this dark winter. To back up as far as uh, the state of selection, uh, twenty twenty. I'm not going to go through every state. And Know, break down the scenario with the uh, with the votes and what can could happen. If you listened to my show last month, uh, you know that I predicted this is precise. There was another drill, not related to a pandemic, related to election chaos, called the Transition Integrity Project. The Transition Integrity Project. High-level Democrats and Republicans, Republicans included Bill Crystal, a lot of the anti-Trumpers got together, and they had a drill simulation to say, what would happen in this scenario if Trump lost and refused to office? What would also happen in this scenario that if we are seeing, as I had mentioned last a number of states I would test it, that's the case. Now you have a variety of lawsuits at different levels. All of a sudden, it's gone on difficult counts. And there is there is some truth to the fact, no doubt, that with the Malin ballot, uh, that has you know, that has added to the corruption to the election process. In New Jersey, for example, it's absolutely hilarious. Everyone who has registered a ballot, so you didn't have to request it. So that assumes everyone won a vote who is registered. That assumes those addresses were correct. And that assumes that those people uh, who actually mail was in their name, ballots would be cast by those people. So in New Jersey on election day, you can only vote for a provi- you can only get a provisional ballot. You couldn't actually vote. 
It was only done by mail, meaning that you'd show up in New Jersey, you'd cast a provisional ballot, and if the system worked, then the ballot would only count if they could determine you hadn't submitted a mail-in vote. Where is it going to end as far as the election? I had said this last last month. I, I, I continue to remain continue to remain to be of the opinion uh, Donald J. Trump will be reelected. What will that path look like? Uh, I'm not sure. I think he he will be reelected, but because there uh, powers that be or should not be press and Republicans and obviously you know, the financial interests behind them, they are fomenting this discord. They want to further rip. The country apart. That's their goal. That's what we're going to see. My my goal tonight is to basically think about or discuss this dark winter uh, and how this plays into, really complements the uh, the controlled demolition of society by uh, fomenting this animosity over the selection process. That's my discuss that. So we had the dark, we had the dark drills there. I'm gonna play one more video that was excellent. This um, bit at B I T H. You can find this. Just go to the channel. Last American vagabond. That last American vagabond. There, I'm gonna play this. This uh, this video was. Without better planning, 2020 could be the darkest winter in modern history. Britain is braced for a dark winter as new measures are deployed to stem a surge of coronavirus. New signs of a fall surge and perhaps an even more painful winter as coronavirus cases soar in the U.S. We're about to go into a dark winter. A dark winter. This message is for anyone who has concerns about the upcoming U.S. elections, the potential for chaos and civil unrest, or those who fear what a second wave of COVID-19 could mean for the future of humanity. If you have found this message on your own, please share it with your friends and family. If someone you care about recommended this to you, please watch it and do so with an open mind. last few months of a tumultuous year, and it appears that there might be more unprecedented events on the way. As we near election 2020, it's important to step back and analyze the potential plans of the predator class. Specifically, it's important to understand a number of recent government simulations and exercises. First, let's look at the exercise known as Event 201. One year ago, on October 18, 2019, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation partnered with the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security and the World Economic Forum on a high-level pandemic exercise known as Event 201. Event 201 simulated how the world would respond to a fictional coronavirus pandemic known as CAP 
which swept around the planet. The simulation imagined 65 million people dying, mass lockdowns, quarantines, and censorship of alternative viewpoints under the guise of fighting disinformation, and even floated the idea of arresting people who question the pandemic narrative. The outcome of the CAPS pandemic in Event 201 was catastrophic. Coincidentally, one of the players involved with Event 201 was Dr. Michael Ryan, the head of the World Health Organization's team responsible for the international containment and treatment of COVID-19. Dr. Michael Ryan has called for looking into families to find potentially sick individuals and isolate them from their families. Due to the vast web of connections between Bill Gates and nearly every organization connected to the COVID-19 fight, a growing number of researchers are questioning the motivations of Gates and other officials involved in the Event 201 exercise. Crimson Contagion and Clade X. Another important exercise was known as Crimson Contagion and simulated an outbreak of a respiratory virus originating from China. From August 13 to August 16, 2019, Trump's Department of Health and Human Services, headed by Alex Azar, partnered with numerous national, state, and local organizations for the exercise. According to the results of the October 2019 draft report, the spread of the novel avian influenza, named H7N9, resulted in 110 million infected Americans, 7.7 million hospitalizations, and 586,000 deaths. Another simulation known as Clade X took place on May 2018. This event examined the response to a pandemic resulting from the release of a fictional virus known as Clade X. In the simulation, the virus was released by a terror group called A Brighter Dawn. As the outbreak spread through the United States, the participants asked what would be needed if the president issued a federal quarantine, noting that the authorities would need to, quote, determine the level of force authorized to maintain quarantine. The Clade X exercise also resulted in the federal government nationalizing the healthcare system. The leaders of these controversial pandemic simulations that took place before the coronavirus crisis have long-standing connections to the U.S. intelligence and U.S. Department of Defense. Even more troubling is that key players in the exercise, specifically Event 201 Clade X, share a common history in another biofare simulation known as Dark Winter. The Dark Winter. The Dark Winter exercise took place in June 2001, months before the 9-11 attack. This exercise took place at Andrews Air Force Base in Camp Springs, Maryland, and involved several congressmen, a former CIA director, a former FBI director, government insiders, and privileged members of the press. The exercise simulated a smallpox as a biological weapon against the American public. During the Dark Winter exercise, authorities attempted to stop the spread of dangerous misinformation and unverified cures just like with the Event 201 simulation. Dark Winter further discussed suppression and removal of civil liberties, such as the possibility of the president to invoke the Insurrection Act, which would allow the military to act as law enforcement upon request by a state governor, as well as the possibility of martial rule. The script says martial rule may, quote, include, but are not limited to, prohibition of free assembly, national travel ban, quarantine of certain areas, suspension of the writ of habeas corpus and or military trials in the event that the court systems become dysfunctional. What is important to know is that Dark Winter was largely written and designed by Tara O'Toole and Thomas Inglesby of the Johns Hopkins Center, along with Randy Larson and Mark Demir of the Analytic Services Institute for Homeland Security. O'Toole, Inglesby, and Larson 
or directly involved in the response to the alleged anthrax attacks, which took place in the days after September 11, 2001. These individuals personally briefed Vice President Cheney on Dark Winter. Coincidentally, Event 201 was co-hosted by the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, which is currently led by Dark Winter co-author Thomas Inglesby. Tara O'Toole was also a key player in the Clade X simulation. The name for the exercise comes from a statement made by Robert Cadleck, a veteran of the George W. Bush administration and a former lobbyist for military intelligence and intelligence contractors. In the script, Cadleck states that the lack of smallpox vaccines for the U.S. population means that it, quote, could be a very dark winter for America. Angie, it means it could be a very dark winter for America. Cadleck is now currently leading the HHS's COVID-19 response and was also involved in the Trump administration's 2019 Crimson Contagion exercises. Eerily, Cadleck's statements in the 2001 exercise were recently repeated nearly word for word by Richard Bright, former director of Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority. Bright was recently celebrated as a whistleblower who attempted to hold the Trump administration accountable during the COVID-19 battle. However, while speaking in front of Congress, Bright stated, Without better planning, 2020 could be the darkest winter in modern history. Now, maybe Bright is simply a concerned scientist warning about the potential for more sick people, but his use of the phrase, darkest winter, is hard to ignore here. When hearing the statements from Cadlick and Bright, we ought to consider the corporate media's promotion of a potential second wave of COVID-19. Bill Gates and other influential pundits and health authorities have consistently warned about a second wave which was slated to arrive in the fall of 2020. As of mid-October 2020, reports are beginning to come in that cases are on the rise. This is what makes the statement from Richard Bright all the more concerning. This leads us to a number of recent simulations of the 2020 U.S. election which have resulted in chaos and potential civil war. It would be easy to dismiss these exercises as politically driven fantasy if the people involved had not already publicly advised their candidates not to concede the election under any circumstances. Most recently, media reports indicated the Transition Integrity Project held a number of exercises simulating what might happen in the event that Donald Trump loses the 2020 election but refuses to leave office. The TIP itself is a secretive group made up of never-Trump neocon Republicans and Democrats associated with the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton. The Boston Globe reported that the TIP met in June to simulate the 11-week period between Election Day on November 3rd and Inauguration Day on January 20th, 2021. The exercises state that, quote, Trump and his Republican allies used every apparatus of government, the Postal Service, state lawmakers, the Justice Department, federal agents, and the military to hold on to power, and Democrats took to the courts and the streets to try to stop it. The TIP envisioned one scenario where Trump wins and Biden refuses to concede and instead asks for a recount and makes several demands, including to give statehood to Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico, and divide California into five states. In the exercise, Joe Biden, played by John Podesta, Hillary 2016 campaign manager, and chief of staff to former President Bill Clinton. The simulation essentially ended in a constitutional crisis where there is no clear president and the Supreme Court, or possibly the military, play a deciding role. This unprecedented event could be disastrous for American life, as it is very likely that activists from both sides of the vote would take to the streets to protest what they believe is a theft by their opponents. And if you think protests and fights between extreme leftists and extreme right-wingers are contentious now, just wait until they both feel shafted during the presidential election.
Those opposed to Trump will claim Biden won and Trump is attempting to steal the election and create a fascist dictatorship. The Trump supporters will say the satanic radical leftist Democrats are attempting a coup to establish a communist police state. The result will be neighbor turning against neighbor, family members disowning one another, and some political activists may escalate their tactics from protest to violence. Other groups were similarly engaged in war games that predicted complete chaos in the United States on election day, as well as the imposition of martial law. This includes the Operation Blackout simulations conducted by the U.S.-Israeli company Cyber Reason. The company has considerable ties to the U.S. and Israeli intelligence community. Operation Blackout involved hackers taking control of city buses around the U.S., crashing into voters waiting in line at polling stations, hacked traffic lights causing accidents, and the release of deep fakes to manipulate the public. The simulation resulted in the cancellation of the 2020 election and the imposition of martial law. While Donald Trump continues to stoke claims of division and uncertainty surrounding election 2020, the establishment is also preparing for the possibility of martial law in response to this chaos. Meanwhile, the public is being prepared for a second wave of COVID-19 infections, which could lead to the foreshadowed darkest winter. While I don't care to install fear, I do encourage everyone to heed these warnings and be prepared for potential unrest in the days and weeks following the election. Are you prepared? In conclusion, I believe we may have a narrow window of time to inform our friends and family and motivate them to prepare for what may be on the horizon. We can spend our time attempting to convince them of the lies of COVID-19. We can also try to educate them about exercises predicting chaos and civil unrest across the United States. As important as education is in this information war, now might be the time to focus our energy on helping our families be prepared for what may come. Rather than attempting to convince them to see what you see or believe what you believe, perhaps we can simply help keep them safe until they can clearly see the writing on the wall. Again, if you are hearing of these exercises and topics for the first time, please listen with an open mind. I also want to emphasize that I don't say these words in hopes of inspiring fear or stress. In fact, I hope that this analysis can paint a clear enough picture of the grim reality that we are facing so that we may act. It is only by honestly facing our circumstances that we can hope to influence and change the path of humanity. This is a historic time to be alive, and we have the opportunity to play a powerful role. It's time to shake off the shackles and expose those who seek to hold us back for their own sick purposes. I mentioned again, you can find that video on BitChute, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E, BitChute. Search for The Last American Vagabond, and it's called The Darkest Winter. So, we have, uh, we have apparently a number of, number of forces converging here. The, uh, the mainstream media, uh, largely, uh, largely reflecting the agenda of the CIA, wanted, wanted us to focus these last months, uh, every day, nonstop, 24-7, on the near-imaginary COVID-19 virus. I say near-imaginary for a number of reasons. The virus has been isolated. Uh, that is true. Believe it or not, the virus has been isolated. And and even the New York Slimes has admitted 90% of positives are false. So with the virus not being isolated, how could you possibly test for it accurately? With the virus not being isolated, how could you possibly develop a vaccine? In any case, now the mainstream media wants you to focus 24-7 on the results of selection 
2020, particularly the present. And there are the races that are being contested here in North Carolina. <clears throat> the Democrats are attempting to uh, contest the victory of Tom Tillis in that Senate race. I believe that to date has been the most expensive Senate race in U.S. history. I think uh, upside of over $272 million uh, were spent in that race. I, I could not believe that one. Read over $270 on Cunningham. And that is, that, that is being contested here in North Carolina. But now, now the mainstream media wants you folks uh, 24-7 on selection 2020. As I said before, I would say again, President Trump ultimately will prevail. The road to that, I'm not sure exactly what, what that's going to look like. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't care to venture or uh, prognosticate about the Supreme Court being involved. Certainly a number of lawsuits have been or have been initiated if some recounts are run away. But the point I'm stressing is this. They want to divide and distract the US public. They want to divide and distract the US public. That's why there's gonna be nonstop twenty four seven coverage over this. You know, the latest of what's going on in Georgia. The efforts in North Carolina, which to me appear rather silly, extremely silly, in this, this particular state where I reside, what's going on in Nevada, what's going on in Pennsylvania, what's going on in Wisconsin, and the other contested states. And, you know, th- this is going to go on. It's going to go on for weeks. I suspect it will be done. Uh, they will It will be settled before the, the Electoral College actually meets. But who knows? We are in uncharted territory. I'm not sure. Certainly, it would be uh, if if the powers that should not be are not satisfied over the chaos, destruction, violence, uh, distrust, and disarray that has occurred by before the electoral college. Uh, perhaps they are planning. Perhaps they are planning of what the electoral college. I'm not sure how that, but it's not like I'm going to take a brief break. We're going to come back and talk about an article written by Webb. Webb wrote a piece back in September called Engineering Page. Engineering Page. UPMC, University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, which has nothing to do with the University of Pittsburgh, incidentally. And independent company. Engineering Contagion, in UPMC, Coronathrax, and the Darkest Winter. Uh, listen to KRP Radio Show, Keeping It Real with RG Miller, guest host, Rock OP.
KRP Radio. You are listening to KRP Radio Show, keeping it real with Pudgy Miller, guest host Rocco P, talking about post-selection 2020. Let the chaos continue. I've been talking about dark winter, which was said by creepy Joe Biden during the last debate, among many others. I mentioned Whitney Webb before. If you haven't read any of her stuff, uh, please do. Uh, you can uh, find her at The Last American Vagabond. Uh, she recently started another site. I think she controls exclusively. But Whitney Whitney Webb reminds me of James Corbett in this. She doesn't really put, do videos herself. She appears in a lot of videos. A lot of people in the alternative or new media would do interview her because uh, she is such a good writer. Uh, she comes up. Her research is, is top flight. But she reminds me of James Corbett in this respect, that James is very, very disciplined in his research, and that's reflected in videos, and yeah, he has a video editor, Brock West, but she puts her efforts into writing. Uh, she puts her efforts into researching and writing. Uh, her research efforts go into writing, and then other people interview her and make videos, but... This was part of uh, what I'm going to read from was part of a multi-piece uh, series, multi-part series. Uh, I'm reading from, again, Engineering Contagion, UPMC, Corona Thrax, in the Darkest Winter. This uh, this was dated September, September 25th at the last American Vagabond. Researchers at a BSL-3 lab tied to the organizers of the 2000, of the 2001 Dark Winter Simulation. DARPA, which stands for the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, and the post-9-11 biodefense industrial complex are genetically modifying anthrax to express COVID-19 components, according to FOIA docs, FOIA Freedom of Information. UPMC, University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, is an independent nonprofit corporation. Again, it's not part of the university itself. Its current CEO, Jeffrey Romanoff, made just under $9 dollars last year, yet UPMC is somehow legal and non-profit corporation. I'm going to quote from her piece. January of 2020, when much of the world remained blissful pandemic, UPMC was already at work developing a vaccine to protect against the novel coronavirus that causes COVID-19, known as SARS-CoV-2. That month before the state of Pennsylvania had a single case of COVID-19, UPMC formed a coronavirus task force, which was initially focused on lobbying the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to obtain samples of live SARS-CoV-2 for research purposes. That research, that research was to be conducted at Biosafety Level 3, BSL-3 Regional Biocontainment Laboratory, RBL House, within UPMC's Center for Vaccine Research. A day after the director of UPMC Center for Vaccine Research, W. Paul Duprex, revealed UPMC's efforts to access the SARS-CoV-2 virus. He announced that the virus samples containing an estimated 50 to 60 million coronavirus particles were already en route to the university. At the time, UPMC was one of only a handful of institutions on the CDC's shortlist to receive live SARS-CoV-2 samples. And as I mentioned before, uh, I don't know if it, I'm sure Whitney has mentioned this elsewhere, 
the actual virus has not been isolated. UPMC later stated that they began work on a vaccine for COVID-19 on January 21st, weeks before the February 14th announcement that the virus was on its way to the university. Later on in her article, she talks about Corona Thrax. Corona Thrax. Yes, Corona Thrax. Recently obtained documents reveal that the BSL-3 lab is part of UPMC Center for Vaccine Research, conducting eyebrow-raising research on SARS-CoV-2, bacillus, and thoracic. Positive for the documents and by a researcher whose name was redacted so that it will express, so that it will express SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, which is the part of the virus that cell. The researcher asserts that engineer and SARS-CoV-2 hybrid can be used as a strain And the creation of said vaccine is the officially stated purpose of the research project. The documents were produced by the University of Pittsburgh's Institutional Biosafety Committee, which held an emergency meeting to discuss specific protocol involving research for coronavirus, which included a vote on the aforementioned proposal. Edward Hamm, the former director of the China Project, an organization that opposed chemical biological weapons and the expansion of dual use biodefense bioweapon research, obtained the documents. Other FOIA documents recently obtained by him have revealed an explosion of risk COVID-19-related research at other academic institutions, such as the University of North Carolina, which has already had lab acts involving genetically engineered told the last American vagabond that the experiment, which he dubs Corona Thrax, is emblematic of the pointless research excesses that often characterize the response of scientists to the federal government throwing billions of dollars at health crisis. I'm indebted, while I don't think that coronavirus would be infectious, it falls into the categories of pointless and crazy. The biggest immediate risk of all this activity is that a researcher will deliberately or inadvertently create a modified form of SARS-CoV-2 that is even more difficult to treat or more deadly, and this virus will escape the lab. It only takes a stray droplet. It only takes a stray droplet. Jonathan Latham, a virologist who previously taught at the University of Wisconsin and who is the current editor of Independent Science News, agreed with Hammond that the coronavirus experiment is odd and said that he was concerned here specifically about the research process and the risks risks of these specific experiments at Pittsburgh. In in an interview with The Last American Vagabond, Latham asserted, He did note, however, that such studies for the purpose of vaccine research have become concentrated. He opened up both this lab and the UPMC vaccine research was made reality thanks to the efforts of the main Controversial exercise that eerily predicted 2000, as well as the initially yet bogus narrative that Iraq extremist response. However, the anthrax 
used in the attacks was later revealed to be of U.S. military origin. As noted in Part 1 of this series, participants in the Dark Winter Exercise had foreknowledge of the anthrax attacks and others were involved in the subsequent investigation, which many experts and former FBI investigators describe as a cover-up. If you don't know, the anthrax that was used in the uh, those attacks, those letters that were sent, uh, allegedly there was a return address was from a school, grammar school, I believe, one or two grammar school teachers. That anthrax was produced in a secure U.S. bioweapons facility in Fort Detrick, Maryland. Terry tried to pin it on uh, one scientist, and he maintained his evidence, evidence and then uh, he got suicided. Never had his day in court. He got suicided. But that anthrax was not of any Islamic origin, unless you want to believe that somehow al-Qaeda or some other real or imaginary Islamic group had access to a secure U.S. bioweapons facility. It's just, uh, I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> Dark Winter was largely written by Tara O'Toole, Thomas Inglesby, and Randall Larson, all three of whom played integral roles. I'm going from Winnie Webb's piece now again. Uh, Dark Winter was largely written by Tara O'Toole, Thomas Inglesby, and Randall Larson all three of whom played integral roles in the founding or operations of UPMC's Center for Biosecurity, along with O'Toole's mentor, D.A. Henderson. UPMC's Center for Biosecurity was launched in September 2003, just days before the NIAID announced it would fund the RBL lab that would later become the UPMC Center for Vaccine Research. Notably, just days after the attacks on September 11, 2001, O'Toole, Engels B. and Larson personally briefed Vice President Cheney on Dark Winter. Simultaneously, Cheney's office at the White House began taking the antibiotic ciprofloxacin to prevent anthrax infection, or so they told us. Might be. So they told. Or so they told us. In the weeks between that briefing, and 2001 anthrax attacks, Dark Winter participants, several associates of Cheney, namely members of the Project for a New American Century, like Donald Kagan and Richard Pearl asserted that a bioterror attack involving anthrax would soon take place. In the aftermath of the 2001 anthrax attacks, Henderson was tapped by the federal government to
that's a lot of characters that just are always there. At the time of the 2003 announcement regarding the creation of World Carol, this laboratory was still further on the back.
with a placebo. So it couldn't have been the vaccine, right? Right. The main thing I like to stress is that they still need our consent. They still need our consent. Uh, they cannot. They cannot possibly, possibly come anywhere near the universal vaccination population without our consent. That's it. Even if they wanted to use the military at gunpoint, they're not going to do that initially because that would give bad press. There's not that many. How many people in the military want like so well over three hundred people? Uh, they need our consent. Don't give them your consent. Continue to withdraw consent. Yeah, just continue to withdraw consent. As Nancy Reagan said many years ago, just say no. Just say no. There's nothing they can do. Now I realize they're going to not make that easy because uh, they aren't. We are moving towards a cashless uh, system. I didn't talk about the Great Reset tonight. Check out the Great Reset Online, the Fourth Industrial Revolution. They're using COVID-19 to celebrate all four. Remember, without that, all. Let's face this life. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.